0: Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, Megan Nilsen, and I am so glad that you are here with me today, just working stuff out about life and faith. And today I come to you with with some thoughts about how do we begin to differentiate God's thoughts, God's ways from our thoughts and our ways. As a Kingdom Life coach, I have a lot of people that come to me and say, Megan, I've tried my way. I'm getting stuck in my way. I'm frustrated and anxious and there's all these things that aren't going right. And I want to know what does God say about this? What is his way? What is his invitation? What are his thoughts over my life? And this is a deep and nuanced question for sure. But the passage that comes to me today to share with you is this passage from Isaiah chapter 55 And I love the way that Eugene Peterson writes it in the message at the top of 55, a few verses in it says, pay attention, come close now, listen carefully to my life giving life nourishing words. So right there, tucked in the pages of scripture, we have this divine invitation to pay attention, to shift our gaze, to shift our mind and our hearts towards the things of heaven, towards the things of the kingdom. And he says, if you listen carefully, you will receive my life-giving and life-nourishing words. So the question about differentiating our thoughts from God's thoughts is, is a great one. It's an important one because we see here that there are there, there, there are differences. If we go down just a few more verses to verses 8 and 9, Isaiah 55, it says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. God's decree. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. How much more plainly can he state that, (laughs) right? God's ways surpass our ways. The way he thinks is far beyond the way we think. And, you know, we might be tempted as human beings to be like, well, that's great for you, God. <laughs> that's awesome that you have higher ways and higher ways of thinking. What am I supposed to do with that? And it's not this, it's not stating a fact to, to, to taunt us or to say like, this is unattainable for you because you're a human being. I'm so sorry. I'm God. My ways are higher. You're a lowly human being. Your ways are lower. No, he's saying, listen, this is a fact that my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, but guess what? I'm inviting you into this space with me and not everybody is going to understand this. Not everybody is going to have their eyes open to be able to do this, but you are able to understand. You are asking to have your eyes opened. And so what does that look like in practical ways? To understand that our way of thinking is limited Our choices are limited. Our perspective is limited as as human beings. But the grace of God is so beautiful that he does not leave us there. He does not leave us in this space where we are flopping around and floundering around wondering what to do because our thoughts are not as high as his thoughts. He very clearly says, if you are my child, you are my sheep, you can hear my voice. So what does that look like? How do we know that his ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and our thoughts? And the story that comes to mind for me today is a story about my husband's vocational job journey. And he was working for a nonprofit ministry for over two decades, 22 years, and really felt the call of the Lord to to, to release that, to close the door in that chapter and walk into a new space. So he spent about a year and a half, two years working with a buddy of his in the business world. And he was traveling back and forth, a long trip from our house to Hawaii. And he was learning a lot of new things. But ultimately, it it was an amazing gift. It was was an amazing job. But ultimately, he knew in his spirit that he was out of alignment with what he was created to do. He was out of alignment with his values of wanting to be closer to the family and be around more. And so he made a, a very strong decision to, to resign from that job and had some months of real soul searching. What was he meant to do? And in that space, there were a lot of prayers that we uttered, Lord, your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. What is God meant to do? And so he had, he had a lot of coffee dates, sent a lot of emails, a lot of mornings of prayer and journaling, having conversations with people and ultimately was really vacillating between a couple of jobs. And he thought, well, I could go into consulting and, you know, raise money and work in that world again. I could do that. I've done that. But there was something in his spirit that just wasn't connecting to that idea. And I had said to him, you know, back in our younger days, when we were first married in our mid-20s, you wanted to be a teacher. Do do you still want to be a teacher? Is there anything in you that is still excited about that possibility? And he said, "You know what? That is a dream of my youth. That is something that I have thought about for a long time and never did, and so I don't know. Maybe I want to do that." And so that spring, he actually applied for some jobs. And he applied for a teaching couple of teaching jobs in our school district. And our high school interviewed him and they said, "You know, you're you're a great guy." You know, a big pat on the back, you'd probably make a great teacher someday, but you don't really have the experience. In fact, he had no experience. So why don't you pack up your bags, go get some experience, do some subbing, and maybe you can apply again in the future. And the junior high in our school district actually did not even respond. He had sent in his resume for a social studies job, and they he didn't even get a response or an invitation to interview. So all right, well, that was May. So he started pounding the pavement and getting his sub license ready to go, his certification ready to go and applying for jobs at some charter schools and some other places and, you know, got to the top two, but it was never hired ultimately for these teaching jobs. So August rolls around and school's about to start and we're like, man, what is he going to do? I mean, he, he doesn't exactly have a teaching job, but that's what's on his heart. So he had an invitation to work with a consulting firm doing some nonprofit fundraising which was in his wheelhouse he had done that years prior. And so he was in this space where he was ready to do kind of part-time fundraising, nonprofit development, that would be a good paycheck and kind of a known world. And then on the other half of, of the time he was going to be subbing. So he was beginning to reach out to teachers in our school district and saying I'm ready to be a substitute teacher and Get, you know, get my hands dirty, get in the classroom and see what, see how this fits for me. So right before he was supposed to sign the contract with this nonprofit consulting space, he had, he just did not have a peace in his spirit. He did not have a peace in his spirit about it. And he thought, you know what? I could tell these guys that I could work for them part time, but I know that they want me full time and I don't have a peace. There is an unrest in my soul about this. I really feel like I need to go all in and try teaching before I make any big decisions. So he called his potential future boss for this not this consulting firm and said, you know, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's not you, it's me. You know, we love that line, right? It's not you, it's me. But I need you to know that I am really serious about teaching and wondering if it's for me. So I'm going to graciously decline your offer for a job. And I'm going to do some subbing and, and try out teaching. And of course, his, this future boss was like, well, all right, call us in six months. If the teaching gig doesn't work out, let's revisit the idea of you coming to work for us. So no sooner, no sooner said than done, he sets down the phone. And the very next day, we get an email. It's now a, f- a few weeks in, a couple weeks into the school year. And we get an email. Our daughter, our youngest daughter's in seventh grade at that time. We get an email from the junior high in our school district that that says, Dear parents, we just need you to know that the brand new social studies teacher we hired unfortunately had a family emergency, had to resign from her job, move states. She's gone. But don't worry. We will find a great sub and hire into this position. Your kids are in good hands. And I turned to my husband. I was like, babe, have you seen this email? This social studies teacher is now gone that was the job that you wanted to apply for and didn't even get a call for. And he's like, man, okay. So he calls our school district office and he says, I see that you have this need and I want you to know that I have my sub license and I would be honored to talk to you about stepping into the sub job. So this was a Thursday. They said, why don't you come in Friday and talk to our school district? They interviewed him and they said, when can you start? He said, well, turns out I don't have a job, so I can start on Monday. So it's a couple weeks into the school year. He walks into this seventh grade classroom, greener than green, having never been a teacher. You know, I chaperoned more field trips than him. I probably had more experience in the classroom as like a classroom mom helper than he did. And he walked in and he just started subbing. And unfortunately, this was in my youngest daughter's classroom, and she was not She was not here for it. She was like, oh my gosh, you have effectively ruined my life. What are you doing at my school? And so we switched her to a different class. So that was the best choice for everybody all around. And she really didn't talk to him for about a week, but finally came around when she realized that dad might have mints and candy in his classroom, and it would be of benefit to her to maybe be a little bit nicer. So Anyway, he started subbing in the seventh and eighth grade class and just did the work. It was amazing. This was a job that he did not even get invited to interview for several months prior. And yet a few months later, God's ways are higher than our ways. He decided to take the low road and be a humble servant and say, I will substitute teach to see if this is exactly what what God has prepared me to do. Has he aligned me in this place? I don't know. I need to find out. And lo and behold, he is ready and prepared to step into this position that several months prior was not available to him. And then a few months later, it was. So he stepped into that classroom and began to teach and learn very, very quickly. And by Thanksgiving, several months in, the school district superintendent came to him and said, you know what? We want to hire you and we want to put you under contract. And he is now teaching in his absolute dream job. He loves it. That year happened to be 2019, 2020. We all know what happened in March of 2020. The world shut down. And he has just loved every minute of it, even from remote teaching and all the things that he's had to do. He is living his dream job. And I, I say all this, I share this story with you today because it's such a profound example to me that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But how do we tap into that? how do we know what his thoughts and his ways are we have to submit we have to release control over what we think we are supposed to do and say you know what lord this is this is what i'm thinking and if it's if it's in line with your thought then i pray that you bless it and we move forward and you know everything goes well but if it is not your ways if somehow i'm out of alignment with you i want you to redirect reset my mind and show me your thoughts. And it's been amazing to watch my husband in this space and be living out his dream job. And still, you know, four years later, people will say, how do you like teaching? And he just has this gigantic smile. And he says, I absolutely love it. So I want to invite you today to consider this idea that, you know, God might have some things that he wants to show you about your life right now. Is there an area in which you feel stuck, frustrated, confused, anxious? What would it look like for you right now to, to take that thing to the Lord? Whether it's a relationship with your spouse or relationship with your kids, maybe you are out of alignment in your job and you're thinking about doing something new. Maybe God has put a string in your heart to move. Maybe you are no longer meant to be in this physical location and he's inviting you into a new space, or maybe he's asking you to double down where you are and get more involved and more connected. I don't know what that's going to be for you, but there is a word for you today and it's this, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He's saying, listen to me. Listen to me. Pay attention and come close to me. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. So how do you begin to hear the words of God? I've mentioned this before. One amazing way to hear the voice of God is to open up the scriptures. And maybe you need to open them up in a new way today. Unfortunately, there's a lot of trauma and hurt that has come out of people using scripture and the Bible to hurt people and wound people. And maybe that's your story. And if it is, I am so, so sorry. That is not God's intention for this love letter, for this book of the Bible that is meant to encourage you and to guide you and to show you his character, show you who he is, because God's character is so much different than our character. God is omniscient. He knows everything and nothing is hidden from him. Listen, I don't know about you, but I am not omniscient. I do not know everything, and I feel like there's so much that's hidden from me. Human thinking is limited, but God's thinking is not. So we can trust that his thoughts are unlimited. They are always laced with mercy and grace and love, calling you to a higher place with him. Secondly, God is sovereign. He knows all. He's above all. He doesn't have to wonder about his and second-guess his decisions. I am a perpetual overthinker. In fact, the very first chapter of my new book, Untangled Faith, (laughs) is called Analysis Paralysis, The Awkward Art of Decision-Making, because I am a professional overthinker, and I get paralyzed by trying to make decisions because I can see both sides of every issue. God doesn't get wrapped around the axle because he is confused about what he's meant to do. He is sovereign and he is faithful and he knows he is the absolute truth and his ways are always good. God is gracious and compassionate. He can, he, he, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm not always gracious and compassionate. I can't even count the number of times I've had to apologize in my very own home to my very own most beloved people because I have not been gracious and compassionate. I've been quick to anger and God is slow to anger and he shows compassion and mercy. That tells me right there that his ways are higher than my ways. He's not swayed by emotions. I can get really up and down because my emotions are taking over and yet God is saying, listen, It is not healthy to make big decisions when you are emotional. So I believe that that is probably a word for somebody out there today as well. First of all, don't make huge decisions late at night. That's just a practical, I'm going to give you that one for free. Because I I am so much clearer in the day than I am at night. All of a sudden, at nighttime, it's like somehow these thoughts and these fears come into my head. And they start, the monster starts growing under the bed. And yet when it says God's mercies are new every morning, I truly believe that when you wake up in the morning, trust that his mercies are new and you can be more clear headed and you can probably make more better decisions because you're not so emotional. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not swayed by emotions. So we can tap into him, his ways and say, Lord, right now I'm feeling super what? I'm feeling super frustrated. I'm feeling super anxious. I'm feeling super scared. Whatever it is, we can be honest with him about our emotions. In fact, it's better that way. We don't need to be hiding things from him. He knows how we're feeling. And yet the, the key, the key shift is to say, I'm feeling this way but I know that your ways are higher than mine, so show me what you want to show me. God can also not be tempted by evil. So our human flesh is very tempted by evil. You know, no matter how you, to what degree that might be, his thoughts are towards good and glory. He is slow to anger and abounding in love. So it's so clear. At least it's clear to me that God's ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts because I have such limited thinking and perhaps you do too, just going out on a limb there. So what does that mean for you today? Where, where in your life do you need to begin to ask God to shed his divine light over your life? What area is that? If you, if you have something that is top of mind for you right now, what would you bring to him right now to say, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I do not understand. This situation, this circumstance seems impossible. It feels impossible from my perspective. And yet I know God that your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts are higher than mine. So would you please show me and then guess what? Your job is to actually listen. I love it because sometimes I already know what I, uh, what I'm going to do. You know, if I, if I start remodeling my house, this is a silly example, but I can start asking all the people under my roof, well, do you, do you like this chair or do you like that chair? Do you like this light fixture? Or do you like that light fixture? And ultimately my husband's going to be like, you know what, Megan, I'm happy to give you my opinion but you're probably just going to order whatever you want. So why don't you go ahead and do that? And I wonder sometimes if God sees us the same way. He says, you know, you come asking for my a bit. You come asking for my ways and my thoughts. You want me to give you direction and guidance, but you're going to do whatever you're going to do. So part of this practice of hearing from God and tapping into his ways and his thoughts is actually taking that stance to go, okay, I understand that this is what I want, but I'm going to release the outcome to you. I'm not going to ask you to put your stamp of approval over something that I'm already going to do. Lots of times he will. He actually will put a stamp of approval and say, you know what? You are aligned with me. What you're going after doesn't have some sort of like sorted personal agenda you are loving and you are merciful and you are you are opening yourself up to to loving other people and blessing other people so go for it go do the thing it's great but there are times and you probably know you know you you know you i love this a lot of people like to say you do you my new phrase is going to be like you you know you you know what you're actually thinking you know where your soul is getting a little bit greedy and controlling and you are wrestling in this space and it's keeping you from truly hearing the voice of God over what you want to do. And I think about this, especially in the story that I told about my husband's job, because I, I didn't know how deeply he was wrestling with this thing. In fact, his original idea of working half-time with this consultant and getting a pretty sweet paycheck, and he was going to be attached to some ministries that I was like, oh, if he's going to be attached to those organizations, I mean, maybe I can get a seat at the table. Wouldn't that be cool? So I was all about it. I was like, yes, you should do this part-time job and then do the subbing thing, of course. Like, yes, go figure out if this teaching thing is for you. I had limited thinking. My ways were limited in this space, and yet when my husband really nuanced and just so connected to his spirit and the spirit of God. He knew in his heart of hearts that he needed to release the one thing, the thing that seemed better on paper, quote unquote, and step into the new thing, step into the teaching. And God honored it. God honored it. And it was the most amazing, miraculous thing to watch And I still am overjoyed when I see him talk about his job, when I see how it lights him up to be connected to those kids and teaching in that space. It's just, it's more than anything that this world could offer. And so what is that for you today? Where do you need to lean in and listen and then open your hands and open your heart and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Where is that? How is that? And if you want to learn how the Lord speaks to you, what things might be tangling you up, I want to mention that I have a brand new book out called Untangled Faith, how honest conversations with God lead to deeper connections, clarity, and peace. And this book is the precursor to the journal. And the journal, the Beautiful Exchange journal, Untangled Faith journal, is where you get to come to the Lord. You get to hear his voice for yourself. And I'm so honored because I got this beautiful note in the mail from a woman named Gail talking to me about her experience with the journal. And she was, (laughs) then she messaged me and she told me that she has this journal on monthly reorder because it's been so impactful for her. It's a place where you can come and you can be guided through this experience of just sharing your thoughts, asking the Lord to share his thoughts with you. And he will give you so much insight and revelation. So much. So I just want to invite you into that space. What could that look like for you? So you could, you could go to Amazon. You can find the book there. Just type in Megan Nilsson, M-E-G-A-N, Nielsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, books, and you'll see the book, both the book and the journal pop up, Untangled Faith book, Untangled Faith journal. And I do have a freebie for you that I want to mention. If you go to hearinggodbookmark.com, that's hearinggodbookmark.com, I have a bookmark that I want to send you, and it's five questions that you can ask to see if what you're hearing as you pray, and as you journal, is God's voice or your voice? How does his voice sound? How does it fall in line with his character and with scripture? So I would love to send you this bookmark that you could print out, slide in your book, slide in your beautiful exchange journal, your Bible, whatever that is. So again, that's Untangled Faith Book and Journal. You can find those easily on Amazon. And if you go to hearinggodbookmark.com, I would love to send that to you to print out and begin to go deeper with the Lord. What does this journey look like for you today? What is he inviting you into where he's saying, I love you so much. And I want to share with you my ways and my thoughts because they're going to, they're just going to blow your mind. You're going to have your own testimonies and your, your own experiences with the Lord. You don't have to draft off other people's testimonies anymore. In fact, if you feel like you've been living in that space where you've been just listening to other people and being so inspired by their testimonies and being like, Lord, why, why is this not me? Go back to my previous episode, episode number nine, because I share three lies that might impede your own personal encounter with God and really discuss why it's so important to hear him for yourself. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you have a friend that wants to go deeper with the Lord and doesn't quite know how to do that, would you consider sharing an episode of this podcast, this specific episode or another one? I have several in the beginning that talk about what is a divine invitation? How do you uncover the Holy Spirit stirring? What do you do when it gets hard? Do we really need to jump outside our comfort zone? All kinds of things that I've talked about. Thank you for hopping in and reviewing this podcast, sending me notes of encouragement and just share this, share this with your friends, share this with your family. If you want to be able to have these conversations with people in your life, but you don't know how to start it, sending them a podcast episode is a fantastic idea because you're just teeing it up for them. You're just saying, hey, this episode really spoke to me and I wonder how you feel about it. I wonder what you think after, after you listen to it. And then you'll have the opportunity to go in open-minded, open-handed and say, hey, what do you think? Tell me what resonates with you. Where do you feel a little bit wound up or resistant? And you don't really agree with what she's saying, whatever it is. It would be fantastic for you to begin to connect with the people in your life. You have honest conversations with God have honest conversations with them so that you can connect at a deeper level. Connection at a deeper level is absolutely kingdom living. I pray that over you today that you'd have deeper connections with yourself, with God, and with other people. All right, hit me up if there's anything you want to talk about or encourage or, you know, chat about. You know where to find me on the socials. All right, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen, or head to my website, meganbnilson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.